we can sit right here with the Savior and be confident. You are listening to Saints in the South. Hi, welcome everyone. This is season two, episode 93. We are Saints in the South, representing Saints everywhere, and we are your source for gospel growth and good times. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Saints in the South. And then you can check out our website, saintsinthesouth.com, where you can leave us some reviews and ratings. We are a few days late. For, for those of you that may have got a public service announcement, we had some audio issues. We've actually already recorded this episode, but we are having to do it again because of some podcast fails. And we do it for you. That's we don't right. mind it a bit. That's right. So we are in sections 121 to 123. Oh God, where art thou? Yes. Um, and I think, uh, this is a, this is a, a section or a, a few sections, but 121, the big section, the big yeah. Liberty jail, yeah, it uh, is. that where everybody has, I think has an, uh, had an opportunity to really apply this section to their lives because yeah. everybody goes through hard times. Yeah. Everybody goes through tough times and challenges. And the question here, Oh God, where art thou? Yeah. And I don't think it's, I think it's safe to say that probably everybody in their life at some point says has those feelings and thoughts and everything. So, yeah. I mean, even, even some of our fans out there, may have said, Oh, saints in South, where art thou? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) We're here now. We're we're getting into a few days late, but yeah, exactly. But yeah, I I just wanted to start out, um, just giving a little background of why we are in Liberty jail at this point, you know, why, why are this, why is Joseph and his comrades there. Should I say comrades? Yeah, that, yes, hey, that's what they are. I don't know. <laughs> comrades. Uh, anyway, uh, while they're in jail there, um, and this is taken from, and this has been referenced in the uh, in the lesson. Lessons. It's called Lessons from Liberty Jail, Jeffrey R. Holland, I think 2008. Um, but uh, what an excellent talk. Of course, it's Jeffrey R. Holland. You can't say anything but uh, excellence uh, about his uh, his talks. But anyway, this is an excerpt of what of what he says. He he says uh, problems of various kinds had been building ever since the prophet Joseph had received revelation in July of 1831, designating Missouri as the place consecrated for the gathering of the saints uh, and the building up of the city of Zion. Now that was back in Doctrine and Covenants 57. Right. So all the way back in Doctrine and Covenants 57 is where all this started. I mean, as far as the you know what's going to happen, start happening with Missouri. And, It says, by October 1838, an all-out war seemed inevitable between Mormon and non-Mormon forces confronting each other over these issues. After being driven from several um, of the counties in the western part of that state and under the presumption that they had been invited to discuss ways of diffusing the volatile situation that had developed, five leaders of the church, including the prophet Joseph, marched under a flag of truce, approached the camp of the Missouri militia, uh, near the small settlement of, settlement of Far West, located in Caldwell County. As it turned out, the flag of truce was meaningless, uh, and the church leaders were immediately put in chains and placed under heavy guard. The morning after this arrest is when the two more Latter-day Saints, including uh, Hiram Smith, uh, were taken, making it a total of seven people that were captive. Right. Um, injustice swiftly moved forward toward potential tragedy when a military court quote unquote, convened by officers of that militia ordered that Joseph Smith and the six other prisoners all be taken to the public square at far west, far west and um, summarily shot. 
Um, so they wanted to take them to far west, take them to the middle of the city and, and, and execute, them. Yeah, execute them. Uh, to his eternal credit, and I, this is the reason I wanted to even share this, Brigadier General Alexander Donovan, um, an officer in the Missouri forces, boldly and courageously refused to carry out the inhumane, unjustifiable order. In a daring stand that could have brought him his own court-martial, he cried out against the commanding officer. And this is what he said. I just give you tingles. He says, it is cold-blooded murder. I will not obey your order. And if you execute these men, I will hold you responsible before, before an earthly tribunal. So help me God. Wow. And, uh, and so in, and Jeffrey Arlen says of him, he says, in showing such courage and integrity, Donovan not only saved the lives of these seven men, but endeared himself forever to the Latter-day Saints in every generation. Um, so I just, that's, you know, yeah, starting off huge. with that. I mean, that's, uh, for <clears throat> someone that's not, not a member, of the not church, a member, not the same faith and everything. And, and he, he put his own his life on the line. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, I mean, this, he already knows that this, uh, this commanding officer was about ready to kill all these guys and, illegally. Right. So why wouldn't they just took him out behind the tent and shot him? So right. Get rid exactly. of this guy too, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So he knew that. And yeah. man, that took some courage. A- absolutely. It for took sure. some courage right there. For so sure. it, it makes me think about, um, actually personal situations that, that I've been in mm-hmm. where, where I've had non-member friends kind of, kind of stand up yes. for, for, for me and with me on, on, on my faith, you yeah. know? Uh, so that's, that, that's pretty cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, so of course they all get taken to, to jail. I think Parley P Pratt was one of them and he got taken somewhere else, Davies County or something like that. But anyway, uh, all the rest of so them what, what, what was the date? Away. What, what was the date on that? The date for what? For, for, for when that took place, when they were, when they were brought to far West to be executed oh, and that that's guy. A great. October of 1838 to see yeah. somewhere in there, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, so the, 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 the reason I ask is because of, uh, you know, cause here, uh, additionally where they end up bringing, uh, 64 of the saints, uh, but before a judge. Oh, yeah. So, so th- this part was after, right. after that right there, uh, right. T- took place. Right. Um, and yeah, uh, this was before, this was before the, um, uh, so this was before Joseph or anybody had even went to a jail or a court. They, 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 but the all out, uh, back and forth was happening in the war inevitable, inevitable wars happened. So they were really sent under a truce, you know, they had the right. white flag and everything as you do properly. Uh, and they went there to try to settle and say, Hey, let's all calm down. Basically is what right. they wanted okay. to do. Well, of course the militia, it was right. all a ruse, you know, to, to take them. So, okay. Yep. So they, they, uh, so, so then, um, later on, um, general Samuel D Lucas, a leader in the Missouri militia imprisons, uh, several, uh, prominent Latter-day saints, including several of the ones that, that were mm. mentioned. And then ended up, uh, basically had 64 saints that were brought before, uh, judge Austin, a King. And he actually singled out, singled out, uh, brother Baldwin, and offered him his freedom if he would renounce his religion and forsake the prophet Joseph, uh, <laughs> an offer Baldwin rejected. And then that same offer came to many, many others. Wow. Uh, and so, and so they ended up having, uh, what was it? Uh, how many that ended up going to Liberty jail? Uh, Starting out, do you know? was it six? Yeah. Six or uh, seven, six or seven yeah. something like that, that ended up in Liberty. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe seven. Yeah, seven. I believe. So yeah, seven. yeah I, th- I think it was seven, yeah. seven total uh, that ended up being. And then I think in. a couple got released earlier than the rest. I can't remember. I know Sidney Rigdon eventually was released. 
um, because of his, he was right. basically going insane. Um, yeah. And he was, and he, on that, he actually ended up pinning a letter. Yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. That's right. And, and basically, uh, the history states that how kind of eloquent his, yeah. uh, writings were, it, it, uh, evidently it touched somebody's heart it to, did, to yeah. allow him to, to go ahead and, and be released. But some of the, um, some of the, uh, descriptions, of Liberty jail. I think the height of it was only the ceiling was six feet. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know Joseph himself was six, one, yeah. uh, six, 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 one six right around there. Um, but they described it. Joseph and his companions described the structure as hell surrounded with demons. Um, we know that they were, it was just inhumane, uh, circumstances right. where, uh, the, the, the food that they were given made them sick. Right. Uh, they, at some point they even thought that they may have been being fed, uh, human flesh Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everything. So, yeah. You know, the most dire of circumstances, it brought up a couple of good points as I read through the, uh, the talk of lessons from Liberty from Jeffrey R. Holland. Um, one of the points that it brought up for me is that, you know, this, just jail Liberty jail, which is ironically named, uh, Liberty jail, you know, <laughs> just oxymoron statement right. but anyway um one is that that jail was described as um inescapable it was it was one of the few it was, it was there weren't very many like it uh especially in the area i think it was the only one in, within that area hundreds of miles or whatever but you know the walls were like four feet thick uh you know had rock in between like a 12 inch space where it was loose rock in between that so if you ever try to dig through or, or cut through the wood it would just anyway it was it was the way it was made was very well done um really made for the worst of the worst type people probably um so it was just interesting to me the thought came to my mind that this inescapable jail um it shows that uh joseph and and these other men uh they were there to be humbled uh to go through an abrahamic test whatever you want to call it uh but the lord was building them up making them stronger uh, you know, of course it was their own agency if they wanted to choose to be stronger, uh, but they really put them through it, put them through a, a job type situation. But, uh, the thing about it is this jail is supposedly inescapable. So that means to me that they were not going to get out of there under their own power. Right. Um, they had to rely upon the savior. They had to, 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 to basically put all their trust, all their hope, all their faith into the savior. Uh, to be able to get out of that place. And uh, I thought that was very interesting that it was this type of jail or this type of place that they literally under their own power could not get out of. Right. So I I thought that was very interesting. And it just, you know, to to apply that in our lives, there are situations where we will feel like we cannot do any, there's nothing we can do. Perhaps someone else did something that puts us in a situation that we can't do anything about. And we have to put all of our, all of our, our faith and hope and trust in the Lord you know, and, and I thought that was just very interesting. The second thing was, uh, that you can receive revelation in the most dire of circumstances or situations or places. Uh, and that's what happened here, uh, in that, in that talk in the lessons from Liberty jail, there's a, there's a, the Jeffrey R. Holland talks about how it's, uh, been described as a temple, uh, a prison temple or something like that. Um, because of what happened there, the revelation, the powerful revelation that was received surrounded, like you said, by demons. And I mean, basically, you know, and still that wonderful light and knowledge came through there, um, of hope and just amazing things happened. And, um, you know, so we can receive revelation in the most dire of circumstances, you know, we, we can't give up hope, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful point. Um, with everybody's own circumstances, 
everybody goes goes through uh tough times hard times yeah. and and feel and can feel uh helpless yeah uh and and sometimes hopeless uh right. i think in this in this uh in this instance they they were it was it wasn't hopeless they right. they maintained their faith that's that's one of the reasons that right. we, we have the uh these sections because joseph was able to write those inspired writings um but but i think they were helped they felt helpless yeah uh, i think and, so I th- there's a you know uh, i think one of the things that aided joseph the most was not being able to help the the saints outside of Liberty I think Jail. I think more than anything that was on his mind it was other it wasn't himself he wasn't like man I wish I could get out here and get a right. good meal I'm sure they wanted to I mean my goodness right. no fault there you know uh, yeah but uh but they he was ultimately and mostly concerned with the saints and with his family his own family mm-hmm. uh missing his family and stuff and it, it just makes you sometimes when you're put in those situations I you know a thought that I've had that when we say our prayers, um, we ask in the name, Jesus himself said, anything that you ask in my name, you shall receive. And we think we know that to be, you know, we always ask our prayers in our prayers in the name of Jesus Christ. That's a literal thing that we say, because he's the advocate with the father. He's the way to the father. He's the way we get everything done. And and anyway, but uh, also it came to my mind, and this was this past conference that when we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, it's also, that also means that we ask, uh, in the way that he would ask, we, we take upon ourselves the name of Jesus Christ. When we speak to our heavenly father, we should, we should be acting as he would act and say things he would say. And so when they're in this situation, I think it would be very easy. And I'm not applying this to Joseph Smith. I think Joseph Smith came at it in a, in a correct way in my mind, because he wasn't asking for himself, Lord, how long do I have to stay here? He was basically just saying, Lord, how long are you going to allow this to happen to our saints? He knew what was going on outside the jail. I think his concern was more outside the jail than inside the jail. Let's just be honest. And, and, but it's, how do we ask things? Are we asking things when we say our prayers, are we speaking the way that Christ would speak? Um, in other words, instead of Lord, help me escape this jail. Maybe sometimes we got to say, Lord, help me learn what I need to learn while I'm here. I know you're in control. So what can I learn here? You know, anyway, what perspective do you have? Where's your focus? Is it on the savior? That's right. That's right. Uh, a couple, a couple more things on the kind of the severity of the, uh, of the situation that they were in. Um, I, I know they ended up being in there for about four months. Mm-hmm. Um, or so, which is a long, a long time. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, a, and in those situations, yeah. yeah. So Baldwin, um, he was the, he was the oldest, oldest one, uh, in there. And, uh, he had, he had also tried pretty heavily to try and appease the judge and so right. forth and, uh, allow him to be released as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they refused to do so. And at one point, uh, we, we admit you had mentioned about them trying to escape a, a couple times and, uh, someone had, had, uh, snuck in a little auger uh, of some kind. And so they were trying right. to dig through the, whether it was the, the ground or the walls or what have you, yeah. but the guards per- periodically, we would come in there, do an inspection and mm-hmm. they ended up finding that, right. that auger. And they ended up getting beat pretty good for that. And they start, they put them in chains. And they go to put Baldwin in chains. And a matter of fact, the uh, the the guy's name was Tillery. And Baldwin looked at Tillery and said, Tillery, so help me God, I will kill you if you if you place <laughs> if you put me in those chains. And I mean, uh, so he's he, he's he's ready. He's, these are these he's, are he's, yeah, he's I, had it. This is bad times, man. You don't you don't start poking the the bear, you know, through the cage. <laughs> I mean, it's right. 
I mean, these guys are, are riled up and uh, they are, they, and, and, and the whole thing, the, if you could put one word on this whole thing, it's illegal. Right. The word is illegal. That's this right. whole thing was illegal. So, so on top of everything that's happening, everything bad that's happening, people getting tortured, people, you know, there, but the whole thing on top of that is that this ain't even supposed to be happening. No, right. This is not even supposed to be happening. So that on that just get, get going back to the you know, judge's offer. Yeah. For anybody yes, that would deny Joseph that they, they, they would be released. The whole thing uh, was just a big old, yeah. you know, sham. And it, it, it you know, anyway, that's, uh, you know, what I had this thought, I thought this was very interesting and, and this came from, this is not a ri- my original thought, but this is something that came and it made me think of this, um, in the last, uh, podcast we did. And in the last come follow me lesson, um, there was mention of the name of the church, right? The Lord revealed the right. name of the church. This is what my shirt, thus my church shall be called in the last days, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, as I sat in uh, Sunday school uh, this past Sunday, um, we uh, were discussing that or it was being discussed. And, and my sister-in-law, actually, that, that's in the ward with us, uh, shout out to Emily G out there. But um, she had mentioned that she heard in a podcast, and I can't remember the name of the podcast uh, that she was listening to. Uh, it wasn't ours because we didn't mention it. But, um, and, you know, but anyway, um, so she mentioned this, that that name, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I've never thought of this and you may have thought of this, but I thought this was so cool. So there's two parties mentioned in that name and it's a partnership. It's Jesus Christ and it's us. It's the saints working together. Mm. So two people are named in that name in the, in the church's name. Um, it's Jesus Christ church, right. you know, it's him. And then he works with the saints he works with those that are, and when I say saints, he's working with his children. I'll, right. I'll just say he's working with all, all people, but he's, you know, especially us that are already members to, to work covenants. together and make right. covenants. And we're here to establish the kingdom on the earth, you know? And I thought, wow, that's so cool. And so then I started thinking of this, le- this lesson of Liberty jail and how much comfort that could have given Joseph Smith to know that being he himself could not be out there to be with his saints, to right. help his saints. He had to take comfort in at least maybe, I don't know, in the, in knowing that the Lord has established that name of the church, letting him know, perhaps not knowing what was coming up ahead pretty quick, but that, Hey, it's my uh, church yeah. and I'm going to work with my saints, right? I'm taking care of my saints. Right. And so I thought that was a pretty cool yeah, thing there yeah, that, that perhaps maybe that gave Joseph some, some peace. Um, anyway, that was a, a side thought I had also. I like that. Um, so, uh, that's, that's really cool. So, uh, he's in control. That's right. That's right. Yep. Jesus uh, Christ is in control. Absolutely. Um, and I was just going to mention the, uh, the, the letters, uh, yeah. back and forth oh, between, yeah. between Joseph and, and Emma, uh, Man, I'm telling you pretty, pretty excruciating. Yes. Um, so Emma writing to Joseph, uh, in part of the letter, uh, he was in the, in March is when the. March 1838, when the, when the letter, uh, was given there, but anyway, says, but I still live and am yet willing to suffer more. If it is the will of kind heaven that I should for your sake. Uh, so knowing that his wife and children out there, uh, suffering, uh, without him, um, ha- had to be yeah. heart wrenching. Um, and then, uh, and, and again, just kind of imagine, D- uh, Joseph, you know, on the ground in hay in this dungeon, uh, pretty much literally, uh, he's reading this letter from, from Emma cold, hungry, 
uh, being beat and so forth. She says, we are all well at present, except Frederick, who is quite sick. Mm. And little Alexander, who is now in my arms, is one of the finest little fellows you ever saw in your life. He is so strong that with the assistance of a chair, he will run all around the room. And so just, I mean, just, yeah, you you, you think about those special moments that that we had with our children growing up and everything. And from, from them being sick and being able to help comfort them, right. To them, you know, standing up on their their walker, going around the house and everything. And and Joseph is, is, is missing all of that hard enough for a man that's guilty and in jail, but much less, I mean, much more harder for, for a man that's illegally there. there. That's right. Oh man, that's just, I couldn't. Yeah. Um, any of the scriptures in here that, uh, that, that well, jumped out to you? Being you're you... talking about letters, I, I saw this and this is another, I guess, positive that came out of us putting this out late. <clears throat> I was able to watch, uh, Book of Mormon Central, uh, gave out their, uh, thing on Liberty Jail, just a short little video, but I, I hadn't realized, and I guess it just makes sense, but, uh, there's far more to the letters that we're back into. Right. He, he wrote to many people and. Uh, not only just his wife and his family, but also to the, to the leaders of Edward Partridge. He, he wrote a lot of letters to Edward Partridge. Edward Partridge was pretty much the way that I understand. I may be wrong, but it sounded like he was kind of like left in charge while Joseph was gone. Um, He was the presiding bishop bishop at the time or whatever, but uh, maybe I'm sure it was others that helped. That's another thing too. Zion's camp prepared uh, this for this, because Joseph called a lot of leaders. He out started, of, out of he that. started dispersing that leadership power the, to a lot right, of people. And, yeah. you, and here's the Lord's prophet chained up in a jail. You're going to need right. some people to help outside. So it, I think about this whole pandemic that come up and all the things that happened that helped us out in the pandemic, you know, the come follow me lessons, the, you know, the church, uh, uh, what's it, how's it say home centered church supported type yes, thing right. and, and the ministering and all, all things that led up to help with the bad situation. And that, you know, anyway, that's sort of what happened here. One of the things that he wrote to Edward Partridge, this is 20th of March, 1839. And I just, I, I snapshot it, snapshot it, it. Does that sound right? Anyway, on my phone, I took a picture of it. I didn't snapshot screen, it. Is it screen, screen, no, I didn't screen, not a screenshot. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not <laughs> tech savvy. Here we go. So I took a picture of my TV uh, when it came up, I, I grabbed it off the video and this was to Edward Partridge. And he just says this. And I just thought, wow, this is pretty powerful stuff. Just this is, this is the situation, Joseph. What should I say? This is the mindset Joseph is in, uh, you know, as he sits in this dungeon. Okay. He says this, he said, we say that God is true, that the constitution of the United States is true, that the Bible is true, that the book of Mormon is true, that the book of the doctrine and covenants is true, that Christ is true that the ministering angels sent forth from God are true and that we know that we have a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens whose builder and maker is God. Wow. I mean, he, he is he's just, so he's strong, on fire, strong. He's on fire in the dungeon. I mean, it's cold, but he's on fire. And he was writing that Edward Partridge, Edward Partridge. He wrote right. it Edward Partridge, 20th of March, 1839 letter to the church and Edward Partridge. Right. So he's, because it, it was also from from Liberty Jail that he gave them instructions yes. on going into what they needed. Illinois and That's purchasing right. land and so forth, That's right. which we'll talk about next uh, next right. section. So yeah, I mean it, he's he's firing up the Saints. In my mind, it would be if I got a letter and and we knew that Russell Nelson was put in jail, but he's giving out these letters, I'd be like, 
He's good. Right. We're good. We're yeah. fine. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing yes. wavering. He's not lost his testimony. I'm not losing mine. That's I'm right. Good. Yeah, not you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 laying down fire right here. He's like, this is true. This is true. This is true. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're good. You know, they could kill me right now. We're good. And, you know, so that's that that right there. Uh, just thinking of, of leadership. Yes. And I mean, yes. I mean, everything is coming down yeah. on, on Joseph at, at right. this point. And you would think that, again, he is he's helpless. Right. Yes. But thankfully, they they allowed them to send letters. Right. So that was that that, that was a blessing there see and that so, so you use the word helpless and it just made me think the lord can make us not helpless that's right in our most helpless situations right i mean he can put he can make us the most helpful we can ever be in when we think we're the most useless right and that's what he's doing the saints are grasping onto this and just like wow here we go you know this is awesome yeah so i hey i, I some powerful stuff from liberty we can't cover everything no, there's no, no way it'd take hours and you know, and I would love to take hours and talk about Liberty jail, but there's, man, there's a lot of great stuff out there. A lot of good, good and things that you can apply to your own lives, right. obviously. So I will mention, uh, in, in one twenty one uh, where versus 34, this, the last part 34 through 46. Yeah. And on my mission in uh, in our, in our leadership meetings, we would actually, uh, quote this. Uh, so at one point I had this entire thing mm. memorized versus 34 through, uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 30, 34 through, through 46. Um, you had all that ha, ha, yeah. Had all of Come it memorized. On, yep. Yep. Uh, so, Whew. but, uh, but anyway, you know, starts out, behold, there are many called, but few are chosen right. and why are they not chosen? Uh, because their hearts are set so much upon the things of this world and aspire to the honors of men that they do not learn this one. Anyway, go that, that is, that is one of the most powerful verses, yeah. uh, in, in all of scripture, right. Talking about the priesthood and those that are chosen and having your heart sets upon the things of the world and those who aspire to most, a lot of men, as yeah. soon as they get a little uh, power, you know, that they, they, they want more. Right. Um, thankfully Joseph, Joseph wasn't that way. If he was, the Lord would have, would have removed him, uh, and everything. Exactly. So great, great things to, uh, to take away from David, that. David A. Bidnar spoke on that pretty powerfully on the many are called fewer chosen. Right. And he said, I believe the implication of these verses is quite straightforward. God does not have a list of favorites to which we must hope our names will someday be added. He does not limit the chosen to a restrictive few. Rather, it is our hearts and our aspirations and our obedience, which definitively determine whether we are counted as one of God's chosen. Uh, that was from the lead, or the uh, Enzyme made 2005, David Abinar. And you and uh, going back to uh, Zion's camp, I mean, all all of those men yes. and, and women they they were they they were all called to go down there, exactly. right? Exactly. Uh, not all of them ended up coming out on the you know ed stronger it, it's that thing where you say many are called few are chosen you got to know where the word chosen is coming from the word chosen is not coming from did god choose you it's did you choose god right 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 exactly. and so and so we got to be careful thinking oh well, i'm not chosen well no the the thing is just like elder bednar saying is are you choosing are you choosing god God wants you. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it on. You know, Jackson, come on, let's go. I, I can absolutely use, but we've got to choose God. And, and so that's what we're talking about here. Many are called, fewer chosen. 
in other words, if you have chosen, I guess would, would be, right. That's you know, right. yeah. to me, it makes more sense. So, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to put words in the Lord's mouth. I'm, right. sure, yeah. I'm sure what he said is what he said. I mean, but you know, it helps me understand that a little better. How many of us are choosing to, to do what we're supposed to do? That's right. That's what we need to do. You know? uh, one, one more verse out of, out of those last uh, few verses there. Verse 45. I love this. Oh, yeah. let, let thy bowels also be full of charity toward all men and to the household of faith and let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. Then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God. Yeah. And the doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon thy soul as the dews from heaven. Because right. if, if there's anything, if there's anything like, for example, Okay, me growing up, big time Michael Jordan fan. Right. You know, oh, yeah. bought his shoes, had his magazines right. all over my walls and everything. Michael, who? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so if I were to be able to go right. up and oh, yeah. meet Michael Jordan, right, and we're talking and, and you know, have a chance to play some one on one with him, right? My confidence, there is none. You're right. Right. right, there, right. There, there is none. Nah, nah. So, so now, now thinking about on, on the spiritual sense, you know, think of how imperfect I am and all of my flaws and sins and everything if i'm sitting here with the savior you know think you know no, no confidence right yeah right but this right here yeah the scripture lets us know that if we're doing things right applying the atonement in our right. life we can sit right here with the savior and be confident yeah in that and i, I love yeah. that yeah that's absolutely so. true i love it all right there you go uh episode 93 in the books Hopefully this one sticks for us. I hope so. And we'll get ready to do the next one. That's right. Until next time, y'all keep on striving. Mm -hmm.